All right, y'all, welcome to another episode of the Good News Cast. It's good to have you with us. I think we've been out for maybe a week or two, um, but we're back, and we're back with energy and um, a vengeance. Uh, so it's good to have you listening. As always, um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Feel free to share with a friend. You can find all episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, various other places where you listen to your podcasts, um, and also at goodnews.goodadvice.com. My name is Colin Coates. I'm here with Jeff Hatton. Colin. Uh, Jeff, the senior pastor of Redeemer in Waco, and uh, it's good to be with you. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff, some fun theology, um, at least fun for us until we get into all of it. Um, this Jeff, is how you clear a room. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what we're about to do is really how you clear a church, you clear a room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what's been going on? I haven't... What have you been up to today? This past weekend, we just came off Memorial Day weekend. Did you guys do anything fun? No, I was so... I'm so, like, boring. Actually, I worked. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I got a real problem, but... <laughs> No, there was nothing fun. No, we did do Nancy something. was okay with that? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we've got this we got this wedding thing going on now with a daughter. Mm. And so that's been kind of consuming mm-hmm. for, uh, at least for my wife. Uh, Bryn's a little more, um, <laughs> she's um, probably a little more like me on this. She's yeah. not, uh, she loves all what's happening. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but the, the details and the excitement that's like a Super Bowl for Nancy is not necessarily that. Yeah dramatic for Bryn. She's just like, mom, just give me two things to respond to in a day. So how long, how long has uh, Bryn been engaged? Uh, they, well, they're, that's going to happen like as soon as possible. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But they're having, because of everything we have to get venues and all that kind of stuff set while they're. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's in the process of getting the ring and one, all that stuff. One of my, uh, one of my best friends, uh, he was supposed to get married already. Yeah. And they pushed it to June and yeah, this stuff has made it crazy. Yeah. No, you it's know? absolutely nuts. So we had to nail it down while they're still in yeah, trying to figure crazy. all that stuff out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't work yesterday, which is unusual for me. And yes. I told Brenna on Sunday night, we had some friends over and they asked about what we were going to do. And I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to kick it. And she like looked at me with the most shocked look, truly. Like she yeah, looked at like, me the biggest what? smile, like, well, wait, you're not working tomorrow. You, you, you never take off for these like holidays, you That's know? That's awesome. And, uh, no, I'm glad you did, bud. Yeah. So got some rest and yeah. So I vicariously substitutionary rest. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, the acronym TULIP, uh, mm. Maybe a room just cleared. Um, uh, Can you hear that silence on the other end of this slide, man? This will be the least viewed, the least yeah. passed on yeah. podcast we do. Yeah, this series will only get a thousand downloads a day. That's um, right. Uh, or, but also, when I just said that, you might have just thought like that means absolutely nothing to me. Tulip is an acronym. T U L I P E, the silent E at the end. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, all stands for uh, basically um, five different really significant doctrines that yeah. you, if you're a Christian, probably have a view on one way or the other. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe you've heard of TULIP, but um, total depravity, uh, unconditional election, limited atonement, or definite atonement, or yeah. particular atonement, or 
just fill in any letter. Accomplished atonement. <laughs> yeah. Um, irresistible grace, uh, perseverance of the saints, or preservation of the saints. Yeah. That always goes back and forth, and I've never under... I'm not sure which one's correct. Yeah. I don't want to know. Um, but that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to go through each one of those uh, phrases or words and, and make sense of it. Before we actually get into... We'll start with total depravity, um, the T of the tulip, Um Let's talk a little bit about just where does this even come from? What in the world? Why are those five different, uh, I guess, doctrines put together in the word tulip? Mm-hmm. What, why those five things? Um, the summary of it is that we're talking about, to make, to, to make it really simple, sin and grace. Yeah. We're talking about tulip is really trying to, or th- those doctrines are drilling down into the nuts and bolts of what we believe about sin. Yep. And particularly how sinful we are. Yeah. And therefore, because as as you're going to surely comment on it works together, therefore, how gracious God's grace is, how powerful it is, what it does, what God does in salvation. Um, So that's kind of the gist. Um, Jeff, if you want to just kind of comment a little bit on, um, because I think you and I probably are in the same boat of uh, the history of it. We kind of necessarily talk for hours on it. (laughs) But where does it come I heard, from? I heard, yeah, I heard about the history. Uh, I failed my church history <laughs> presbytery test on the first go round. So, um, right. where does it come from? Yeah, so it came. It comes from a long time ago, and it's uh, the actual these five points, these five ideas, doctrines that have to do with sin and grace. Right. The gist of it is, uh, what you do with sin is what you do with grace. What you do with grace is what you do with sin, that those two rise and fall together. So if you have a certain view of sin, you're going to have a certain view of grace. If you have a certain view of grace, you're going to have a certain view of sin. So they're mutually self-interpreting, and they're mutually uh, running into the territory of the other. They touch each other. They connect with each other. They're, they're distinct, but they're inseparable. They're like two links on a chain, right? Uh, so there was an idea, there were five ideas circling in church history at a time that had uh, the opposite views of what we just said, that tulip. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just remember my church history professor used to say, if you don't believe in tulip, you believe in the daisy, right? He loves me, <laughs> he loves me not. Uh, so there is another flower out there. Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, it was called the five remonstrants, um, which was five declarations of sin and grace that were believed at the time by a guy named Jacob Arminius uh, and got some real traction in the church. And uh, this tulip, uh, which most folks know is, is Calvinism, these five points of Calvinism, so we have definitely cleared the room, brother, yeah, yeah. Uh, our response to that. So many think that Calvinism put these ideas forward, uh, almost like a creedal statement that everybody was then uh, responding to, but it's exactly the opposite, that these were a response to five ideas that seemed to be harmful and hurtful to the church and to Christians, Mm -hmm. uh, and didn't appear to be biblical, and that was the response. Yeah, and and Tulip is not, I think a lot of times it, it comes across like this is the summary, this is the sum total of Calvinism or what John Calvin thought and wrote, which, yeah. you know, when Calvin, when John Calvin was like 12 years old, he wrote the Institutes or something. He wasn't 12, <laughs> right. but he's a little older. He's like 15 and a half. Um, you couldn't possibly summarize it, but but exactly what you're saying, it's a response. And, and 
this may bore some, so we'll move on in terms of history, but a lot of the, the church history, the best theology is done. Uh, good theology is clarified the most in response to bad ideas. Yeah. So a lot of times it yeah. seems, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's um, truthful to put it like this, that the church had beliefs, um, but, but it took some conflict and opposition to really move the church and different pastors and whatnot, theologians, yeah. to come together pen to paper. Oh, yeah. we need to make really, really clear what we believe about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because homeboy over here is saying that those are three different gods. Or, right. exactly. you know, one God who's appearing like a father at one point, and then yeah. another, right? So a lot of, and this is, you know, somewhat similar in that right. it's trying to get really, really clear mm-hmm. to respond mm-hmm. to a divergent view. And truth or doctrine is nothing more than reality, right? So it's not this abstract idea that's just floating out there that we just kind of hang on to and it's nice intellectual data. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth by its very nature is reality. So we're actually entering into the world of reality, defining reality. And so, yeah, it's a very significant, very, very important uh, what's happening here? What, what, um, if you can kind of summarize mm-hmm. before we get into what the views are, what was kind of the summary, if you will, of, of the, uh, opposing view yeah. or yeah. the views of Jacob Arminius? Yeah, I think, um, I think it could kind of be, uh, characterized as just an image or a picture. I mean, if you were to picture some, some dude who's drowning, and he's going under once, and he's going under twice, and the third time he's done for, right? But before he goes under, uh, the Coast Guard comes in, right? The Salvation Coast Guard, and mm-hmm. Jesus is at the bow of the ship, and he's got a life preserver, and the ship pulls up to the man that's drowning, and Jesus throws out the life preserver, and it lands, you know, about a foot, two feet from him, mm-hmm. and he's got to swim to it, and Jesus yells, all you need to do is grab it, and I'll pull you in. I'll save you. Uh, This was the view that was most popular at this time that this five ideas were responding Mm to. Um, So that's one view of thinking about sin, drowning. Mm -hmm. It's one view of thinking about uh, Jesus' work, that he comes so far, and then he throws uh, his grace. He throws a life preserver out Mm -hmm. there. And it's an idea about faith, too, that faith is a, an actual reaching and grabbing, that it's an actual work that you've got to do to participate in what Jesus does and pulling you in and saving you. So that is a major uh, image of what uh, those ideas were circulating about sin, about grace, about the nature of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, how grace actually approaches us, what's the reality of the one being saved. Uh, who's the author of sin and condemnation? Who's the author of salvation? All those things get circled up in this thing called the five points mm-hmm. of Calvinism, right? Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, Calvinism, or the five points, the tulip, says that the person's not drowning, the person's dead on the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. And Jesus dives in and actually saves that human being, brings them out of the water, breathes new life into them, and the first sound that comes out of this newly rescued, uh, brought from the dead to life human being is the sound of faith. So this is a radically different Mm -hmm. way of seeing how God uh, works, how Mm -hmm. God saves, 
how sin and grace intersect and connect and work themselves out in reality. Mm-hmm. So in one sense, the, the picture of the life preserver going out, you know, and the guy is on the ship going, hey, I've done everything needed to be done. Yeah. Um, now all you have to do is is grab it. Um, in one sense, it's saying the person the person's not dead. They're, they are drowning. They right. are going to die. Right. Um, but they are not so bad off that they can't recognize that they're drowning. Yep. So we're, and we'll move in to talk about total depravity and this will mm-hmm. apply, but I'm just trying to, I want to connect some of the theological points to the illustration. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about sin and, and drowning in this person's kind of a picture of a sinner, you know, without Jesus, yep. they're not so bad off yet that they can't recognize, they can recognize I'm drowning. Yep. They can recognize the severity of the situation. They can feel the water in accurately. The yep. They can also recognize the life preserver. Yep. They can see the life preserver can save me. Um, th- they know exactly how it's all going to work. They know the problem. They know the solution. Yep. And now they're being completely, um, or at least in part, mm-hmm. left to themselves yeah. to to wrap it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so may- maybe with the aid, right? There's this gracious aid of the instruction, reach out your right hand six yeah. inches in front of you. I know yeah. you can't see because of the storm, right? Right. So maybe even there's a gracious aid, but to Even some, an emotional appeal, right? I mean, I'm sure Jesus is emotionally appealing to the person. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's an emotional appeal. There's some really good instructions. Yep. Um, yeah, here's how to do it. Follow yep. this. Yeah. So they're being left in some degree to themselves mm-hmm. and to, to make sure that they survive. Yeah. Um, that's a very different view theologically mm-hmm. uh, that, that a sinner, an unbeliever, to some degree is left to themselves to make sure that they have eternal life, yeah. right? Uh, to some degree, God sits in heaven and mm-hmm. he says, hey, I want you to be in heaven, but I'm going to cross my fingers and leave it up to you. And I might, I might even help, right? Gracious aid. But mm-hmm. um, that's a very different viewpoint than then perhaps how we would interpret, we'll get into this next week, Ephesians 2, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, yeah. right? Yeah. What does that mean? Both both viewpoints are going to interpret that passage differently. Uh, that's a very different viewpoint than saying, no, I was just dead at the bottom of the ocean. Yep. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I was alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. All of a sudden I was alive. And yeah. uh, one pastor once said, and this has always stuck with me, that he was just talking about his story of coming to faith. And you know, he said something like, I became a Christian in high school and I've been recovering ever since. And he's saying that in a good way, right? Like I took it as him saying, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm at a loss. Like I'm exploring the wonder of what has happened to me. Yeah. And in many ways, when I look at my story, that's how I feel. Like I'm just trying to figure out what in the world happened because this was not, even though I grew up in a Christian home and this and that, like in middle school, I was not this person. Yeah. I all the way up to middle school, early yeah. high school, like I was going a different way, mm-hmm. and and then it's like a bomb went off mm-hmm. that I didn't set that bomb, I didn't make that bomb, I didn't light it. It went off and it changed everything. Yep. It's a very different way to think about your Christian story when you think I pretty much knew what was going on and I grabbed the life preserver. Yeah. Or I just all of a sudden I'm alive in Christ. Yeah. And I'm just recovering and exploring the wonder of this grace, yeah. the wonder of this powerful God that I was not aware of, 
I did not care about, um, or maybe I knew everything about him because I, you know, I was catechized as a kid. Got the Bible stories. Could not care less about him. Yeah. Right? I was Made no sense in one sense in the realness in the heart. Yes. Not hitting home in the heart. Yeah. Right. Then all of a sudden it's, then all of a sudden it's everything to me. Yeah. What happened? You know? Right. Anyway, I'm getting to the point of that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So if if the tulip and the history lesson from these two <laughs> historical geniuses uh, right. lost you, that's all we're talking about. That's yeah. why I care about this stuff. Yeah. It's exploring the wonder of God's grace. Yeah. It's exploring the severity of your sin. This um, intrusive grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, all right. So that's that's kind of the illustration that um, that Jeff you you had mentioned before we started recording. We'll we'll try to use kind of as a controlling illustration to make yeah. sense of some of this. Of course, like every illustration pretty much breaks down at some point, right. but we'll try to use it as we talk about sin. Next week, we're going to talk about total depravity. Um, how sinful are we? How sinful are we? I mean, how bad is the situation? How severe is the situation? Are we drowning? Are we, you know, floating to the bottom of the ocean, but we're not out yet? Are we dead at the bottom? Yeah. And, uh, and what does that mean? And that yeah. touches everything. That touches how you think about your Christian life. It touches even how you understand your sin now. Yes, like the grace of God basically says, cheer up, you're worse than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we're going to begin next week. You're worse than you think. Um, so, and then we'll move into uh, wild stuff like election mm-hmm. um, and uh, the atonement and uh, how does anyone come to faith? So, so e- even if we are dead at the bottom of the ocean, yeah. How in the what? What is that? Pro- like what? Why in the world do I suddenly now believe in Jesus? Mm. How did that happen? Uh, how does God accomplish that? And am I going to still be believing tomorrow? Yeah. Am I still going to be a Christian tomorrow? Will I wake up with faith? Will I? I'm 31 years old now. Will I be a Christian when I'm 65? Yeah. When I'm 75? Uh, we have an answer from the Bible on that. Yeah. Um, really good news. So this is all really, really powerful, good news. Hopefully it's helpful uh, to at least clarify the argument as you might be chewing on it. Or um, or maybe you already get this stuff, you buy into it, you subscribe to it, and we hope that this is encouraging. So final last words before we wrap this up, Jeff. Yeah, I think just recognizing again that uh, sin and grace rise and fall together. So how... Yeah how bad it is will actually show how wonderful and magnify yeah. how wonderful grace is right um, but if it is a if it's like a, that princess bride where they he was half dead <laughs> i don't know if you remember that no. part yeah he was either dead or half dead and the guy kept saying he was half dead uh, we're either half dead or we're we're all dead and if we're half dead then we're only we get half grace we get half a resuscitation yeah. we but if it is uh, cheer up, it's worse than you think, then it's completely radical. Yeah. It's completely intrusive. And God alone becomes the author of your salvation. And when he alone becomes the author of your salvation, there's incredible confidence, incredible joy, incredible spiritual energy and nourishment and healing and power that results from the grace of God. So why are we doing this? It's because of the grace of God. It's because of the unspeakable riches of the grace of God that we want to talk about this. Uh, No one enjoys talking about sin in and of itself. 
But what it ends up doing is it ends up helping you see who you are. In other words, when we when the Bible talks about sin, it wants to tell you reality. It wants to say, mm-hmm. hey, this is you. This is who you are. Someone's finally telling you the truth about who you are. And it's to actually set us free mm-hmm. from ourselves. Uh, it's actually very, very good news to have someone give you an honest, no-holds-bar, this yeah. is the dilemma, this is the problem, this is the burden, this is your human condition, uh, and here's the wonder of God's unspeakable grace to you, this intrusive, even violent grace that comes in and rescues you. Amen. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week uh, as we dive into all this. As always, um, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, reach out to us on goodnews.goodadvice.com if you have topics you want to hear us discuss. We're going to drill down into all of this for the coming weeks, and we hope it's encouraging to you. So until then, peace.